didn't come to a sickness service. He came to a healing service. So we're not spreading bugs here. <laughs> you know, like they say about insects, they just bug me. <laughs> we're not spreading any diseases, but we are spreading healing tonight. And so uh, if you came in need of that, good. So glad that you are here. If not, if you didn't come in need of that, I'm so glad you're here too. And uh, stay well. Um, first of all, before we get to that, let me just say hi to everybody. If you're new with us uh, tonight at Life Church, first time ever at Life Church, so glad you came. And uh, and on the way out tonight, want to offer you a free gift in the lobby. And we have a picture of it on, up on the screen. There it is. See, we call those things that be not as though they were, and they happen. And now that picture on the screen is going away. <laughs> Amen. So anyway, again, if you are new here today, we're so glad you came. Come check it out on a Sunday. It's a different kind of service as well. But grab a gift bag on the way out today and say hi if you want to. If you don't, don't. You're fine. We're not, we're not here to point anybody out or make a big deal about that. But you are important to us. So I want you to know that. Good deal. Uh, then let's receive our tithes and offerings for tonight, okay? Uh, so if you're given in the offering, if you brought your tithes and offerings, get that out now, whether you give by app or by um, bucket. <laughs> uh, different ways you can give, all right? And these things all go to the work of the Lord and spreading the kingdom, expanding the kingdom, spreading the gospel, amen? And we do all these things by faith, with joy. We don't give because we're made to. We give because we want to. And it's a smart thing to do. I do want to remind you, of course, we're, we just started our 2020 expansion. And so if you're giving towards that, I trust everyone is on some level, whatever the Lord leads you to do. We have started that. Give you an update on Sunday uh, about that. And uh, only doing that because we're led. And uh, we like to follow the leading of the Lord around here in everything we do. And I find out when I follow His plan, things work out a lot better than when I follow my, follow my plan. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, well, are you, are you ready tonight? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the abundance of your provision, the abundance of your grace. We give by faith. We give with joy. We give with great confidence, for you are our supply. You are the one in whom we rely. We trust you. Thank you that the curse is broken and prosperity reigns. Thank you for providing for each and every person tonight, breaking the back of debt, too. <laughs> thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we give by faith. Thank you for it. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, God is good. Uh, let's get into some word. You ready for it? Can you double chew gum and walk? <laughs> I was going to say double dip. But, uh, uh, if you have a Bible with you tonight, go ahead and get it out. If you have a Bible app on your phone, do that. Um, if you are new with us, maybe in the back you can try to keep up with us and put the Scripture on the screen for those who aren't familiar with the Word and what we do around here. If you would, find with me the book of Mark, chapter 16. Mark, chapter 16. And, uh, of course, our subject matter would be healing. And uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm coming at it from a specific vantage point tonight that I believe will be right and beneficial to all and for the healing power of God to flow 
and miracles to happen. It's a wonderful thing for miracles to happen. And by the way, you don't have to wait until the end when we lay hands on the sick. If you're new and say, I don't even know what that means, well, you'll see in a bit. Nothing weird, nothing strange, just really good things when pains leave and bodies straighten up and tumors dissolve and all kinds of fun stuff. But in the meantime, you can get healed while we're speaking the Word. Okay, so if it happens, don't reject it. <laughs> you know, sometimes on Sunday, in fact, it happened in a couple of the services just a few days ago, I'm given what we call, you know, our altar call or salvation call, and in the middle of it, I'm getting ready to, you know, bring it to a close and people start lifting their hands, and I have to get on their case about it. So you can't get saved yet. I'm still giving the altar call. And, and nevertheless, it works for them anyway. And, and I'm actually happy about it. But at the same time, you know, as I'm speaking here, we may get to, uh, we'll get to the, the prayer time, if you will. But you can be healed before that. Amen. And right in the middle of this, sometimes people's eyes open, your heart is stirred, and it's like, yes, yes. And, and right in the middle of it, God's power starts to manifest, and it can be like popcorn going up, pop, 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 pop. Amen. And so that's okay. I'm just giving you permission to be healed early. All right? And, uh, and most of the time, I don't want interrupted in a service when I'm, while I'm preaching. Uh, except if there, good things are happening like healings, then we make special exception. All right, You can praise the Lord, say thank you Jesus, right out loud, and it'll just be fine. Amen. Now, we all know that sickness and, and disease, these things are a problem. Uh, no one wants them. Uh, we're not confused about what the issue is. We also know that healing is possible. Uh, many of us have experienced healing firsthand. Many others have seen someone else be healed or heard the testimony or story of someone else being healed. Uh, it, for most people, it's not a matter of that kind of stuff never happens. We all know that's it's right in front of us all the time. But the question sometimes is how? How do I get it from possibility to reality? How do I get it to manifest and be my own and my own experience? Um, I, I like to, many times in teaching and ministering in services like these, look to the Scriptures, but with a certain motive, I'm looking for a method. I'm looking for a delivery method. I know who God is. I know who I am. I, you know, how do I get from God to, to, to go into someone's life? I'm, so I'm looking for methods, so I'm looking for examples. How did someone else do it? Okay, because um, if you find a good biblical method, uh, you can copy it. You know, kind of like a franchise. If you want to, you know, if you want to open a a semi Mexican restaurant, you, you, I mean, like a Taco Bell or a Del Taco or something like that. I say semi because it's you know, kinda. Uh, but how many know if you want to do that, you could buy the franchise and 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 if everything else. If everything comes together, they've already got a model for you. You can follow their model, follow their, they'll give you all the promotional items. They'll tell you how to make the tacos and burritos and all that kind of stuff. And so they've already got a system that works. Well, we could say in one sense, God has already given us a system that works. We just have to go in and find out what it is. Look up the recipes, look up the procedures, right? And so whenever we have need in any area, whether it's physical, financial, emotional, whatever it is, I think it's a, a, a godly and smart process to look for promises, to look for principles, and to look for procedures. 
Okay? How do these things work in us? Um, and so I want to look at Mark chapter 16. This is a common place we go for healing uh, because this is right after Jesus was raised from the dead, right before he ascended to be seated at the right hand of the Father. He said to his disciples in verse, uh, well, he told them to preach the gospel. In verse 17, it reads, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Okay? I I want you to notice here uh, that Jesus didn't just say to them, these signs will follow those who believe. They will cast out demons. They will lay hands on the sick. You say, well, yes, he did. That's what he said. You just read that. No, I skipped a very important part. And, that's what, and this is what he said. He said, in my name, they will do these things. It's not just that we will do them. We will do them in his name. And so what significance does that carry? It's very big. All right. Basically, whatever Jesus was able to do, because Jesus did these things, Uh, Whatever he was able to do, someone who does those very same things in his name can have the same success. He's basically telling them, do what I do. That's why he said, do these things in my name. Okay? If you were to give someone, like he did to them, and by extension us, if you were to give someone the right to use your name... I mean, in any area of life, what would we call that? We would call that a power of attorney. All right. Sometimes people will do that if an individual is you know, incapacitated in some way, they're ill, or somehow they won't be able to make decisions for themselves regarding their own finances and property and so forth. So they'll sign a power of attorney so someone else can do that. And it happens in other realms too, I understand. Uh, but so someone else can do something in their name. So you're basically giving someone else your name concerning certain matters. When Jesus is doing this, he is giving believers power of attorney. Basically so we can operate on his behalf. Why? Well, because he was leaving. See, he said this right before he took off. And he's going, he went to be seated at the right hand of the Father. So he left his followers, his believers on a planet that was all messed up, full of darkness and full of sin and full of the curse. And, and Jesus did amazing miracles. But how many know when Jesus left, everybody wasn't healed? <laughs> everybody wasn't set free. There was still much work to be done. And they, of course, the, the main thing they needed was the good news about eternal life and salvation, forgiveness of sins. But they needed to do this with his power in demonstration. So he gave them the right to use his name. Why would he do that? So they could do what he did. So they could do anything that Jesus did. That's what his name means. Everybody okay? And so, why do we have authority over the devil and all his works? Well, because Jesus does. And we go in his name. Yeah? Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't know what you've done, but I can tell you firsthand my experience. 
I have never laid hands on people for healing, prayed for them, anything like that, in, in a service or one-on-one in a, in a different kind of meeting. I have never said, are you ready? In the name of Mark. <laughs> Be healed! I have never said, devil, in my name, come out. Have you ever done that? I don't recommend you try either. (laughs) Why wouldn't we do that? Because we're not the source of the authority. The check is not tied to our bank account. It's tied to his, so I want to use his name. Huh? He's the power source. He's the one that won the victory. He's the one that stripped Satan of all his power. And so his name then contains the ability to make amazing things happen. So I don't want to live my life in my name. I don't want to, I don't want to worship in my name. I don't want to serve the Lord in my name. I don't want to get the, try to get the sick healed in my name. I want to do it in his name. Because if I do it in his name, then he backs up what I'm doing. Amen. Basically, you could say it this way. When someone does something... In Jesus' name, they are doing it in His stead. They're doing it in His place. We're saying, if Jesus were here, by looking at Scripture, we know how He would act. He never turned one person down. No one came to Jesus seeking healing and He said, nope, 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 not for you, not today. That never happened. So we know how Jesus would act, right? He would minister healing to all who are afflicted. And so, because we know how he would act, he said, by the way, I'll be back, but I'm taking off for a while. You know. So we know what he would do, and he left, and he left us in charge. See, really? Isn't he, he, God's not in charge? No, no, we're in charge down here. We submit our lives to him, but he put us in charge. He delegated to us. He gave us a task, gave us a job. Here's what he told us to do. You take my name and you kick every devil out of people's lives. You get your hands on the sick. And when you do it in my name, my power will flow through you. And it'll cause them to mend. It'll cause them to come alive again. He left us in charge. But he left us the checkbook. Amen. I I use that illustration, kind of getting ahead of myself, uh, but it's almost like, the, the, the idea is like he, he gave us a blank check. He signed off on it and said, go ahead and fill it out. Go ahead and do what you need to do. And what are we doing? We're carrying out the works of Jesus. We're doing what he did. And that's why he signed, us the, signed the check and gave us the use of that. And so, whenever we're, we're saying in Jesus' name, again, We're saying that if Jesus were here, he would do this, but we're taking his place because he's out of here for the time being. And uh, and when we act in his name, it's the same as if he acted. Now, if this stretches anyone's mind, that's fine, but stretch with me so we can have some miracles. Okay. When I use his name, the same thing happens as if he were here, just, of course, being him. It would naturally be in his name. As if he would do it. That's what that means. He didn't leave us in an inferior position. He didn't tell us to do his works, but not give us the the right to do it or the power to do it. He told us to use his name so we could have the same results 
that he has. We've been authorized to use his name. Use his name. It's kind of like, you know, if if you had a vacation home, let's say, and you uh, said to me uh, that you you could use my vacation home, and we're open to that. Just you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But if let's say you had a vacation home, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist uh, uh, on a lake, uh, and. <laughs> yeah, I'm milking it now. Or in Hawaii, or for for example, <laughs> um, no, but let's say it was on a on a lake or something, and and you had you know some toys and things like that, like a boat, or maybe you had a car in the garage, and and you said, hey, while you're there, uh, go ahead and use the car if you need to use a car, and and there's a boat, you might as well use the boat and go out on the lake and do these things. While you're there, you can use any, any, anything that I have. Okay. Similarly, it is with us. The Lord has given us an assignment, and He's given us the right to use His stuff. What does He have? Well, I tell you, He has healing, and He has deliverance, and He has, a, he has abundance, and He has wisdom, and He has strength. Come on. He has victory because... He beat the devil in his own backyard. And once he did that, he says, here's the key. Didn't he? Keys to the kingdom. He said, here you go. Take it, take it out for a spin. Why don't you go ahead and use my power? Why don't you go ahead and use, what, use this victory that I paid such, so dearly for? He handed it over to the church. Look at John 16, if you would. Two books over. Two 16's over. John 16, Jesus is teaching here and, and talking to us about prayer and the Holy Spirit and, and how things are going to be in a minute when he's done. John 16, 23, he says, In that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father, he will give you. Come on, you're supposed to groan or something and say, Oh, no, 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 that's not what it says. Because I skipped a part. Did he say, Whatever you ask the Father, it's done. No. But he did say this, Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Was Jesus just throwing out words? He's just making it flow real nice? Or did he literally mean that when you ask the Father in his place, as a representative of him in the earth, in his stead, that you get whatever you ask for. That's what he meant. It's not just, well, you get whatever you ask for. No, no. You have to use the key. You have to know the password. Come on. You, you have to know how to get in. How, how do you get in? Jesus. Because he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the one who gave us the victory. His name is tied to everything that He has done. He, bonus material. Not only did His name carry weight because He was the last Adam, but His name can, carried weight because He won the victory through His death and resurrection and ascension. It's a double whammy. Bam, bam. And he said, go ahead and use my name. At verse 24, until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, 
and you will receive that your joy may be full. So prior to this time, how many know the, the disciples, no one said, Father, I'm asking you, da-da-da-da-da-da, quote a promise, in Jesus' name. He said, nope, you've never done that before, but you're about to start praying different. Yeah. How many think we should pray this side of the cross instead of the other side? It's not just any old prayer works. doesn't matter what you say or how you say it. Or uh, No, it really does matter because we need to pray as if we believe that Jesus has given us the right to do this. And it, it is His name that makes everything work. For example, uh, the, what we call the Lord's Prayer. The disciples came to Jesus one day and said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And He said, Our Father... Uh, you know, say say this, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. As, you know that prayer? Okay. You read that whole prayer, and you'll notice that there's no in Jesus' name in it. Because that was previous way of praying. Once Jesus was raised from the dead, you don't pray that prayer anymore. Right? That would be old covenant way of praying. only thing new covenant in there maybe be the, the word Father. So he's kind of introducing that Father concept. But outside of that, it wasn't really the way that New Covenant believers pray. You know, why is it that many, many churches today, that's still the, the prayer that they use, almost as if Jesus was just saying, pray this every time you get together. And I'm not questioning someone's motive or heart, but they're just in an Old Covenant mindset. When Jesus was telling them to pray that prayer, Satan was still the God of this world. The prince of the power of the air was, was still dominating and ruling people's lives and controlling them. But afterwards, Jesus stripped him of his power, took away that ability to, to dominate and, and reign in people's lives. And the vehicle by which we overcome is his name. Everybody okay today? Okay. I'm just setting you up. This is how healing works. This is one of those uh, procedures how which many how which many people uh, have been and, and were healed, but in this kind of prayer, you notice here in John 16, there are no ifs, there are no maybes. Jesus never said, "Do this, ask the Father in my name, and He might do it for you." It just might work. You have a you, the odds are high. He didn't use any of that language. The only language he used was absolute language. Okay, if he used that kind of language, it shall be. He will do it for you. Then what kind of language should we use? Same. He said, you'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You'll ask anything in my name and the Father will do it for you. So what are you going to get tonight? Well, when we pray, or we could say when we lay hands on, I will be healed. Not I might be, not I'm going to think about it, not, not I hope so. And No, no, no. Agree with God. Agree with the power that's in that name. Like I said, we're not doing anything in our own name, so it's His power. Right? Amen. Knowing these truths, you might, be able, you might start adjusting your prayer life. I mean, do we really want to ask as small as possible? I mean, if someone who was a multi-gazillionaire gave you a check, signed it, and said, just put in there whatever you want, would you say, well, you know, I don't want to take advantage of this. Can I just have a hundred dollars? No, I think I'm going to think a little bigger than that. I might push the limits, you know. And when it comes to our, our requests from the Lord... Well, this one, this is a hard thing. You kidding me? 
nothing's hard. When we're talking about my power, yeah, his power, nothing's hard. Nothing is too difficult for him. So let's honor him by writing a big check. Huh? So I don't want to be selfish. Listen, there's no, no selfishness in this. Jesus paid for this. And he said, use my name. Use it. Use it. Like he gave you the key fob. It opens the car, opens the hotel room, opens your house, gets you everywhere you need to go. Look at Acts chapter 3, if you will. I said I like to look for examples, things that we can follow. In Acts chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, it reads, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man was lame from his, uh, his mother's womb. So in other words, all his life. He was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, fixing his eyes on him with John. Peter said, Look at us. He gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them, probably money. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Again, I want to draw your attention to this. This is, an, this is a great miracle, awesome healing. But I want you to notice that uh, Peter didn't say to the man, rise up and walk. Did he? Did he? What did he say? He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Why did he put that part in there? Because that's what makes it work. That's what brings the power on the scene. He's tying that man's healing to Jesus dying on the cross and being raised from the dead. When you say... Man, I'm getting ahead of myself. But when you say Jesus today, that's what it means. I realize some people don't know that. Jesus is a name. It doesn't mean much. It doesn't carry much weight. But that's why when you have the revelation of what that name means, when you say in the name, whether it's in a prayer, whether it's in a command of faith, in the name of Jesus, what's happening? He's taking a beating. He's being brutalized, crucified, taking on the sin of the world, and he is in the process, bearing the curse for all mankind. And three days later, he comes up out of the tomb, and he is alive forevermore, holds the keys of death and of hell. When you know that that's what it means, Satan is having flashbacks. Every demon from hell that grips people today and binds their mind and brings them into mental oppression and puts cancer on, on people's bodies and twists and mangles the bodies of children. Every demon, that's, and that is a demonic force, by the way. But when you say, but in the name of Jesus, that's why the Scripture says you resist the devil. He'll flee from you, and it means to run from as in terror. The devil is afraid of people who know what that is because they know that they've been defeated. 
They're just trying to keep that, keep that out of the, the heart and minds of, of God's people. Because if we sit around and feel like we're weak and incapable, we're, you know, we can't do anything. We're just trying to make it through. Then, you know, the devil will laugh all day long. But when you know what that name means, everything changes. Look at verse 16. Acts 3.16, and his name, through faith in his name, made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. How does it work? His name through faith in his name. We must know what we have. If we are intimidated by the severity of a sickness, then we do not know what we have. If you knew how much power was in the name of Jesus, the power of any disease would not intimidate you. You'd say, well, they said this one's serious. <laughs> okay, but I'm kind of thinking what Jesus did for all of mankind is serious too. And He seriously whooped that thing. He seriously uh, took, stripped the power of that thing to kill you and to, to harm you in this life. Uh, the name now belongs to the church. If you are a believer, you, that name belongs to you. It's been delegated to you to use it on the behalf of your own life and people that you can come in contact with. We're supposed to use that name. Now watch. It's not a magic formula. It's not uh, just say the right words, say them exactly right. Jesus. You know, if you <laughs> and if you're really anointed, you know you have some extra emphasis on certain syllables. Uh, no, it's, it's not about just say the name of Jesus because there, there could be someone in here named Jesus. Right? I don't know if there is. Uh, but I know many, there are not quite a few people uh, with Spanish culture that are they still name people Jesus I don't know how you do that but when they're a baby hmm let's name him Jesus <laughs> like different cultures are different things though but people have that name so it's not in the name of Jesus or or you know or just anyone who might carry the same J-E-S-U-S today it's not in their name why because they didn't defeat the devil they didn't die on the cross they weren't raised from the dead does it sound the same yeah it sounds exactly the same so it's not about the sound of the letters. It's not about the formulation of the syllables. It's about what is in the heart when you say it. When you know what He did for you and for me. And then you speak that name. Okay, now, now here we go. Now all of heaven stands at attention. Come on, now hell is trembling. Devils are freaking out everywhere. Now sickness loses its grip on someone's life because that name was spoken in another way. Amen. When someone knows who he is and what he has done and that he has given them the right to say it, now uh, it goes out through the realm of the Spirit and changes things. Amen. Uh, one example of that, if you look over at Acts 19, some of you are familiar with this story. Acts 19, I'll show you how this is not a, not a magic formula. Not just about saying the letters. In Acts 19, uh, verse 13, 
it reads, Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call on the name of the Lord Jesus, to, excuse me, to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. By who? The Jesus. <laughs> the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Okay, doesn't sound like they have any kind of revelation of who he is and what he's done. They just heard stories. Well, Paul says it this way. Peter said it this way. Paul said it this way. They heard about Paul. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so, and the evil spirits answered. So they did get a manifestation. They answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. That's not really how that name is supposed to work. You speak it and the devils beat you up through people? No, it's because it's not a formula. It's not a magic saying. It's not just the sound of... <laughs> it's the sound of... it's. No, I know what he did. I know what he did for me. I know how he broke the devil's power and stripped him of all his ability to dominate and to kill, steal, and destroy. And based on that fact and that he delegated the use of his name to his kids, I'm going to say it now in a different way. Amen. And boom! It carries all power from heaven to make manifest those things that we need and want in life. You ever notice that the name of Jesus gets a lot of attention? Sometimes negative, sometimes positive. It's hard to mention, it's hard to use that name in a casual way. It's usually, uh, people will say it in a, in a disregard, in, in disrespect, in, in, a, in some kind of uh, cussing type of way, and they'll use that name. I don't ever hear the name of Buddha used. You know, when someone hurts themselves or something, someone cuts them off on the street, uh, and, and they, they, they start, no, you don't. Well, I don't know if anyone does that. I've never heard that. But, but you will hear people disrespect the name of Jesus. I think Satan has sewn that into the, the cussing language of, a, of the culture. So people would denigrate and, and speak ill of the one who conquered him. But then also, of course, this name, there's something about it that just can't be ignored. It demands a response. The devil wants us to use it in vain, but we refuse and say, no, no, no. In that name, in that name, mountains move and demons flee. In that name, deadly storms are halted from affecting me. In that name, I will speak and lay hands on the sick and cast out demons. In that name, I pray for my food so it doesn't kill me. That's what basically what he meant, yeah? And uh, in that name, we can access the very resources of God because it re represents everything he did in his death in His resurrection and His ascension to be seated at the right hand of the Father. Praise God. I tell you, your sickness doesn't stand a chance. Your ache and pain and, and you know, digestive issue and, and respiratory problem and, and 
problems from the injury. They don't stand a chance. Why? Because they're coming up against the name. That most powerful name. That wonderful name. That's what we're going to use tonight. We're going to use that name. And when we say it, power goes out. When we say it, the angels of God are activated. When we say it, there is fear going through the ranks of darkness. When we say it, your body cells perk up. What's happening? At that name, every knee will bow. Is what the scripture says in Philippians. Every knee will bow. That, name, that means the name. Give me a name of a disease. Cancer will bow. That name, Jesus, is above that name, cancer. Give me another one. MS will bow at the name of Jesus. It is not more powerful than His name. Give me another one. Scoliosis will bow at the name of Jesus. What? Blindness will bow at the name. I heard schizophrenia will bow at the name of Jesus. All we do is need, we just need someone to know the name. Someone who will know and have great respect and honor for what Jesus did. When, when they speak it, it is faith. It is that name through faith in His name that will take a crippled man, born lame, and just like that he's jumping and leaping and praising God. It is in that name that that happens. Amen. What else? The coronavirus. Absolutely. For sure. It's all subject to that name. That name is more powerful than anything. Have you ever noticed that that's what they do as soon as a condition, you know, is uh, diagnosed or discovered? They give it a name. Everything has a name. That's good news. As soon as they name it, game over. I know a name that's bigger than that name, that's more powerful than that name. So if it's got a name, the name of Jesus is above it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What else? Diabetes. Yeah. Submits to that name of Jesus. Yep. Fibro. Fiber? Fibro. Fiber. Myalgia. Bows to the name of Jesus. Right here. Right now. In Jesus' name. Cells, body cells are listening to us right now. <laughs> this is a dangerous place to be a sickness. <laughs> the, <laughs> if any demons strolled in here, <laughs> they are regretting it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what else? ALS. Amen. Submit. Bow to the name of Jesus. What else? Oh, that's too many syllables. <laughs> what did you say? Deafness. What is the sum of the neurosis? Endometriosis. Yes, in the name of Jesus, it bows right here tonight. Amen. Amen. What else? Kidney disease. What else? That's creative. Trigeminal something algae. 
It's a name, and it's subject to that name of Jesus. I'm not making fun of any of it because I know people have been given these diagnoses, and you know the name, and I don't necessarily know all the names, but I know this name. And this name carries great power. And when we speak that name, every other name bows to it. Amen, amen, hallelujah. Glory to God. It's getting good in here. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Say, why is it getting good? I know that that the Lord, I, I know this from His Word, I know this through experience, but when we proclaim this message, God is, He is enabled, if you will. He is given an open door to our lives to manifest what He wants to do. Say, why is that the case? Because what I said earlier is literally the case. He left and put us in charge. He left us His name so we could use it. And if someone gets the revelation and they use it, there He is. Come on, backing it up. Amen. Jesus said in another place there in John, He said, if you ask anything in my name, the English word is ask, the Greek word in that context is demand. It's not a prayer, but it's a command of faith. He said, if you demand anything in my name, I will do it. When you know what power is in that name and you say, in Jesus' name, cancer, die. There he is right on the scene. Said, that's my name you used. And I don't lose to cancer. I don't lose to any of these algaes. I don't lose to any of the, no, no, no. Who's going to submit? Jesus or the devil, or the disease, or the curse. Jesus will not submit, for He is victorious. He reigns on high, and His victory is coming into manifestation in our lives tonight. Amen, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. He's so good. Let's do, well, let's pray for a moment. And. Uh...